Welcome to the official Cryptids Anomalies and the Paranormal Society's podcast. I'm your host, Barnaby, and you're listening to Whispers from the Dark. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to a very special episode of Whispers from the Dark. It is our 50th episode, and joining me today from the Caps team is Ma. How you doing, Ma? Good. Uh, it is our 50th episode, and uh, I thought what better way to celebrate than with the person who appeared on our first YouTube episode as our special guest. Do you remember who that is? Oh, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mary Sutherland. Mary Sutherland. Our special guest tonight is Mary Sutherland. How you doing, Mary? Well, mm-hmm. it's been a, a very busy year for us uh, last year, and we're getting ready to start another busy year with conferences and conventions and investigations and everything. Well, what is your conference? Our conference? Uh, we are co-running the, uh, the uh, Marinette Menominee Bigfoot Conference, and that is uh, in June, on June 4th in um, Marinette, Michigan, I believe, uh, at the Riverside Golf Course. What's that? Menominee, Michigan. Menominee, Michigan, yeah. Marinette, Wisconsin. I I get little things backwards. And uh, Ken Gerhard will be speaking. Allison Jornlin will be speaking. Myself. And uh, Sheetan Noor will be our guest. And uh, Mary, I hear you might be coming up. So you you're working on a new Bigfoot book? Yep. Cool. What what uh, what can you give a sneak peek in there? What all is that going to entail? Well, what I wanted, what you all know about how the different researchers they're always battling back and forth as to you know uh, what is Bigfoot? Is Bigfoot real? Where did Bigfoot come from? Is it UFO? Is he part of the UFO um, community or is he? Uh, is paranormal is the uh, real live being here on the third dimensional plane you know so what i wanted to do uh, oh and then uh, and, and then also could he have been uh, uh, another entity that evolved alongside of man and taking it all the way back to the enkidu and the gilgamesh Mm. Because in the book of Gilgamesh, it talks about the hairy man, mm-hmm. and, and he was called Enkidu. And so, so anyhow, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be putting all these theories together, and you know, and writing about what I know about each and every one of them, and let the reader decide. You know, so that way I'm not pushing a a, a you know my, a certain um, you know a certain uh, a theory, you know, and, you know, getting everybody arguing about it, mm. you know, <laughs> so, definitely, because there's so many people that believe that uh, Bigfoot is actually a physical being, mm-hmm. and there's other people that believe that he actually came, you know, that he can come and go out of the other worlds, 
into our world. So, you know, hopefully my book will shed a little bit of light on the things that I have discovered, you know, in all the years I've been researching him, which has been, gosh, maybe 12 years, maybe even 15 years. Oh. You know. Well, uh, we had, uh, for the listeners, (laughs) uh, uh, Bernie came to us along with his mom, uh, and we did do, uh, we went up into the haunted woods where we've always suspected, you know, that there's a a family of Bigfoot, and uh, while we were walking, I felt something up on the hill looking at us, or watching us, and and so did you, and Mm -hmm. so... uh, you had the flare, and we pulled your flare out. It uh, took a, a shot up that direction, and we uh, we got a nice photo, you know, of the Bigfoot stand, standing next to a tree, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yep, there was something moving around up there. Yeah. Something. <laughs> something big. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that was kind of exciting because uh, I've been able uh, – we have had people – actually capture him on camera, but I've never had um, uh, a player. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting what you did. Mm-hmm. I gotta get one of those uh, eventually. Yeah, they're they're a nice tool to have. So, yeah, you... They, go ahead. Go <laughs> You've actually uh, seen uh, a Bigfoot though, correct? Yeah, I've actually been rushed by, uh, or what is that called, bluff rush? Bluff, bluff charged? Yeah, yeah. Uh, by a Bigfoot up there. He got maybe about, uh, maybe about 20, 25 feet, maybe most 30 foot from me. Came charged down off a hill, and anyhow, he got that, uh, that part of a distance from me, and then uh, stopped and uh, took off to the, um, let's see, a bit to the, his right, and um, threw some brush and disappeared. And the people that I had on the tour, they actually took off after him, you know, hoping that they could catch him. And I, <laughs> they wanted me to join them, and I said, ooh. I said, I've seen enough, uh, you know. Um, what do you, and then I said to them, I said, what are you going to do if you actually catch him? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was probably eight foot tall. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe about four foot, you know, shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was a big boy, but uh, you know we've uh, we've had a lot of things happening up in that woods with uh, rocks being thrown and you know hearing boy you know hearing uh, you know some chatter and things like that. But um, seems like more and more people now that the you know the internet's out. You know there's more and more people getting on it. Uh, we're getting more and more. Uh, um, witness accounts of these but mm-hmm. but um, we had uh, a police officer uh, uh, let's see I think was, no he was uh, Wal- Walworth County I believe it was either Walworth County or Racine County uh, Sheriff Deputy and his wife which was also a deputy Sheriff's Deputy for the same county here in Wisconsin and, and they went up into those woods in, the, in these um uh, wintertime where there was snow and they got some nice pictures of Bigfoot tracks 
Mm-hmm. Which, and they showed them to me, but I was surprised because I don't, I don't know, for some reason I was thinking maybe, you know, they, they might travel, you know, south or someplace other than the cold, you know, for mm-hmm. winter, but apparently not so. Because, uh, and then uh, that same, uh, that same uh, deputy, he uh, up there right outside of Burlington, the opposite direction from where the woods are, uh, uh, there's a place called Bong, B-O-N-G, Bong, uh, uh, it's a, a place people go camping and that, mm-hmm. and anyhow, he was on duty driving his car past there, and he saw a Bigfoot, uh, uh, took his car, turned it around, came back, parked, and by that time, the Bigfoot had disappeared, but he got out, and he was following the footsteps, and then all of a sudden, the footsteps just totally disappeared. Hmm. So where did he go, you know, and uh, the officer, he looked all over in that area trying to find, oh, wow, big old, <laughs> speaking about that, here, a big old bald eagle just landed almost over my head. <laughs> oh, cool. that's a nice <laughs> omen, isn't it? <laughs> my first bald eagle of the, of the year. But anyhow, so he looked over, there was no no more tracks just totally disappeared hmm. so he contacted me you know to you know give me the report of it because uh, you know uh, I you know I'm kind of into the Bigfoot too you know uh, Linda Godfrey and me are friends we've been out together in the woods looking for uh, Bigfoot so you know I share information with her and she does me so he contacted me and then I you know I put it out you know the story but um, I don't know. It, it's a uh, it's an interesting mystery, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know actually if I like the idea of Bigfoot actually being discovered. You know, and proven. You know, because of you know, there goes the mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, there goes the fun of the chase. You know, to find them. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that have actually been with Bigfoot, seen Bigfoot, but they just don't share that information because they have the same fear as I do that, you know, that they'll be exploited, maybe put, killed, uh, put into a a zoo, gosh only knows, you know, put on an exhibition. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice to just have that uh, mystery out there. The fun, you know, the fun of the hunt, you know, where you can actually find the tracks and all the different, you know, uh, different uh, things leading to, you know, the signs of the um, Bigfoot. And then, you know, the thrill of actually running into one, too. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, well, how do you feel about it? Do you... I, I mean, I guess I'm not too worried that they're going to put it in a zoo or anything. I think, like, the, the culture and that has evolved past, you know, the circus sideshows and the touring exhibits like that. And I, I don't think it'd be so much that. But I do feel that the same way you do about if it is proven to exist and, um, you know, we, we have the documentation, it takes kind of the fun out of looking for it. And it, it just puts it into the zoological realm or the, you know, ancient humanoid realm instead of this mythical creature, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I enjoy going out there and looking for uh, signs of him. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great little pastime. Instead cool. of sitting around drinking in the bar, <laughs> yeah. getting in a fight with somebody, or going to jail. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, that's what I always tell people. If nothing else, you know, like going out in the woods and out of Burlington, the haunted woods, I tell people, you know, you may not see anything, you might not feel anything, you may not even get a picture of anything, but you're with your friends, you're with your family, and you're having a good time. Definitely. It was definitely a good time when we went out with you that night. Oh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. So your your sighting when it uh, bluff charged you that day was that uh, on a night hike or during the day? That was a night hike. Okay. Um, well, you, you know, um, I, I I think what it was was maybe one of their scouts or something or the, one of their watchers. Uh, who knows? Um, there was um, well, you know, they usually we, I'd go out there on a Saturday, and so you know the bigfoot expect. You know that of us to be there on Saturday, but I had a special group that was coming in, I believe, on a Thursday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so we, so we kind of glitched the whole thing, you know, and uh, showed up on a Thursday instead of that Saturday. And there was a lot of turtles because you know that's kind of a swampy area anyhow. And there was a turtles on the walkway of the path, and they were. Um, they were laying eggs and I think what it was you know I think what it was was the Bigfoot were there gathering eggs that night mm. and uh, and maybe turtles too mm-hmm. and uh, anyhow so I think what it was was that uh, this Bigfoot was just trying to scare us all away mm-hmm. but uh, the reason I think that there was you know uh, they were out gathering those eggs and maybe the turtles too was because there was a couple of the girls that got scared, you know, frightened over the whole situation, you know, about the Bigfoot, and they took off running towards the car, you know, in that little parking lot there. Mm-hmm. And as they were going, all of a sudden, we seen them coming, running back to us, screaming. And they were plowing people down, trying to get back to where I was, and, and Brad at the time, and... Uh, Well, yeah, that definitely makes sense. You know, when they're in the area, you're going to have a lot of them. It's not so much like that they, they're migrating or whatever, but they have to follow the food sources. So right, if this is right. the time of year and the location where the turtles are, are coming up to lay their eggs and everything, it would definitely make sense that this is where you would find them at that time of year, wherever there was this, you know, ample treat of a food source, you know. Right. Yep. That's mm-hmm. what I thought, too. Now, you've... <laughs> researchers on Bigfoot talk about infrasound, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and uh, anyhow, I think what happened when that Bigfoot charged me was he blasted out 
infrasound because um, that because as soon as that happened, I see him and I see him coming, but I could not move and I could not yell out to Brad. Mm-hmm. And you know, from what I understand, that is one of the results of uh, a blast of infrasound. Mm-hmm. So, and um, when was it? Uh, maybe about a week later, I took um, I, I took a family up into the woods and just about in that same spot, the boy, uh, the other, he maybe about 10, 11 years old, all of a sudden he was talking and then all of a sudden he just, he quit talking. He just kind of like stiffened up and he just kind of like looked straight like almost like he was like a statue and his mom was you know she was frightened because nobody knew what was going on and we're trying to get him out of this and finally he came out of it you know and uh, and he says what happened so i would imagine but uh Well, let's talk about some of the other stuff that goes on in the Burlington Woods. What other uh, weird phenomenon stuff have you experienced in there? Fairies? What about your fairies? <laughs> oh, good, good. I actually uh, had that experience myself. 
not in the Burlington woods, but uh, I saw a clown in the woods, and and that was kind of weird. A clown? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. Um, oh, so I was uh, up at the Hayden Adventure in Upper Michigan, the the Bigfoot place up there, and um, I was coming out of an area. We were out on a night hike there, me and Ethan, and uh, he was he was on the tour with you as well, if you remember. And um, we were coming out from one of the um, big stick structures that was on the property, or is on the the Hyden Adventure property, and we were coming out to the main trail, and Ethan was to my right, and I looked at him, and I turned back, and I saw what was probably maybe a five and a half, six foot tall clown had like a kind of like a hook nose, a big uh, white frill collar around the neck, um, like a jester hat, and was dressed in this black and white checker uh, like costume. And I didn't think anything of it until my, my brain like caught up to it. And I'm like, what the heck was that? And I looked back and it was gone. And I, you know... I carry camera, you know, video camera everywhere we go and stuff, and I've looked at the video. There was nothing there, but I, I, I swear what I saw, and I've, I've never seen anything like that in the woods before. Now, do you know, sometimes um, an alien will appear <laughs> as an owl yep. or a clown. Did you know that? I, I am aware of that, yep. <laughs> Okay. Is it Rosemary or Rose Ellen? Rosemary, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's. What is it? I, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about, actually. Oh, uh, uh, anyhow, uh, she she would have called um, your experience uh, an illusion brought on by the gym. Oh, good. Because, and, you know, uh, she had talked to me because she wrote a lot, and she's been on television a lot, too, t- speaking on the gym. And um, she had told me that she felt that a lot of the things that we see up there in the woods is manifested through the gym. Hmm. So, I mean, there you go. It could have been a real clown, you know? <laughs> I don't um, know which I'd rather it have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know the thing, uh, the crazy part about it is, you know, when we see something like that, we uh, are... You know, one thing is, like you said, the brain doesn't register it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it does register and you get you get your thinking ability back, you want to take a picture, but by that time it's gone. Mm-hmm. And then you tell somebody, well, I saw this, and they'll say, well, where's the picture? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> but that's what happens. I mean, it, you know, most I think most of the people that see um, Bigfoot and you know, things like that. Chance, I, I probably ninety some percent, a high ninety percent average of them have never taken, uh, have never even had a camera. <laughs> but I always have a tendency to listen to people, you know, and and you know, and believe them mm-hmm. uh, until I catch them in a lie. Once I catch them in a lie, then I know that they're capable of lying, and then I start second-guessing what they told me was true. But, you know, I'm one of those people that um, I try to keep a, an open mind, regardless of how silly it may sound to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, because that stuff's out there. I mean, we can only see 5%. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, our vision, you know, can only spot, see five percent. Mm-hmm. And science can only, uh, what is it? Um, they can, uh, through their equipment, they can, you know, maybe discover 10%, but that's about it. But let's go back to the 5% that we see. Well, that leaves 95% of stuff going on around us that we can't even see. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of it is, um, you know, the... the, the you know, they put themselves into a higher vibrational frequency of some sort, you know, or they're vibrating faster than, you know, what we, what our eyes can But my gosh, you know, and some of them, you know, they're vibrational so that you could walk right through them or they could walk right through you and you'd never know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but they're, I mean, come on, 95, I mean, the listeners, 95%, that's a lot that you can't see. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, can a clown appear? Yeah. Could a Bigfoot appear out of nowhere? Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Can uh, gems uh, uh, create uh, illusions? Can, uh, yeah. Uh, can an alien show up as a clown? Sure, they could. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think that we probably, as far as knowledge to this uh uh, to this phenomena, I think that um, at one point in time we may have had all this, you know, like a, you know, like some people say that Bigfoot can change um, its, uh, it can change its uh, physical body into more of an ethereal body and be able to step into the portals, or maybe they could just physically step into the who knows. But maybe what I think is maybe. Uh, there's always that possibility that we had that ability at one time, the knowledge of how to use, you know, whatever measure it is to be able to see these portals and be able to walk into them and come back out again, you mm-hmm. know, and we've forgotten how to do it. Mm-hmm. I know that there's um, two tribes, Native American tribes, that still have, that claim to still have that ability to be able to make themselves invisible. Um, one is, um, one is, uh, uh, I wrote about it in one of my books. I can't, I've written so many books, I can't remember which <laughs> one it is right now. But uh, they're still doing it where they teach the children or, you know, the, 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 the initiation process um, uh, for uh, teenagers going into manhood or whatever womanhood i guess it's just the man that do it but um anyhow the the deal is to, to be, they have been they have been taught how to make themselves invisible and then the idea is there to go up to somebody and touch them on the forehead and walk away without that person seeing them and they have to do it two or three different times and then if they do it then you know the, the initiation process continues for them hmm. So, I mean, so how did they learn it? And so, I mean, I could it be that Bigfoot, when the, uh, the, at one point in time in my book that I write about, when it goes back to the stories of Gilgamesh and the wild man of the forest known as Enkidu, could it have been when after they, um, they, they split apart, um, the Enkidu 
were were said to have been um, um, uh, God uh, sent them into the uh, inner earth or into the nether world. Well, maybe that's the underground tunnels and the inner earth stories that we hear about. Maybe they're living underground in the cave systems or whatever. But they didn't. Um, at that point in time, they ceased to involve with man. Where mankind, we became more technical and more scientific, you know, creating magic, uh, creating the magic that, uh, of the old ones, technically, you know, uh, like, um, but for the Bigfoot, they, they may have just retained all that memory, you know, and, and, and they still use it. Hmm. And maybe they've shared it with these um, these Indians as well. Who knows? You know, Native. I guess uh, I should say Native American, mm-hmm. but uh, our first people. Now you had but, told uh, us you had told us that um, the Native Americans and the Bigfoot were common uh, with each other and stuff, right? Like they used to interact in that until they had like a, a falling out or even a, a war where they ended up killing each other. Right. Right. history during that time because they said that uh, these giants these hairy giants would come in and they would take their people you know and you know they were cannibals and take their people for food source but if you go back into the old age So I never could quite buy into that story that the Indians killed off the, uh, the, the, the giant hairy men because of, you know, because they were cannibals, because they were all doing it to a certain extent. But that's because the world had changed and the food source had pretty much died out. So, you know, they, you know, just like that Dahmer thing, you know, what is it where they, that family that went out west? Donner Party? uh, The Donner Party? Donner Party, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to survive, you eat what's there, right? (laughs) So who knows? I mean, if the big big hairy men were doing it, you know, from what I understand, so were the Indians. So it's kind of like the kettle calling the pot black, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, history always belongs to the the conqueror, right? Mm -hmm. So So have you come across any stories about, like, uh, when when the humans and the you know the the Neanderthals and stuff like that when they evolved they learned to use tools and and weapons and fire and stuff like that and eventually became what we are now. Have you heard anything about uh, the hairy man or Bigfoot or anything using tools or do you have any idea why they never evolved that way or why they just don't? Well, I think that takes you back to the stories of Gigglebash and Enkidu. Okay. And when the Enkidu, because there was first, they, they call it Enkidu as a singular. Mm-hmm. And then the plurality of it is Enkidu as well. Just like Eve, Adam and Eve, the men were all Adams, Eve's were all, or Eve was all Eve's. Enkidu became all, all Enkidus. 
Okay. And I think that they, when they were sent into the other underworld, that they just ceased to, um, they ceased to evolve the same way as we did. And they stayed with more of the old ways, and where we went more on the ways of technology. Hmm. And I think that I don't think that people give the. Uh, I don't think the people really gave the uh, the. And we've but we've learned throughout history. That, um, yeah. How many times have we known that theory to been changed? You know, mm-hmm. uh, from science. You know, first of all, these you know there used to be a time people only believed that you know mankind was only a couple thousand years old. You know, mm-hmm. then all they stretched it to ten thousand, going dating back ten thousand BC. Now you know we know that mankind is they found skeletons. You know that. Um, back to over a million years old or I should say skulls not skeletons mm-hmm. you know but we found uh, hammers and you know uh, tools and that you know buried you know you know the miners would come across them as they were uh, digging out um, these mines you know finding different tools and things that date back over a million years so I mean who knows you know, I, I guess it's, I get, you know, I, I, I don't, some people choose not to believe one thing or another person chooses to believe it. Some people believe in God, you know, some people choose not to believe in God. But the thing is, what is the big deal about the whole thing? If somebody wants to believe in Bigfoot, or believe that prehistoric man was more advanced than, you know, modern man, that, or like I said, Bigfoot exists or not, or ghosts exist or not. Well, let people believe what they want to believe, as long as it's not hurting another person. But you get these people out there, my God, they just get so mad if you don't believe in what they believe. And you see that in the branches, um, you know, of Christianity, you know, Catholics, uh, Baptists, you know, um, Lutherans, Methodists, they all have, you know, theirs is the, the main religion, you know, and, you know, it's do as I do or otherwise you're going to go to hell. Well, I don't think that, I think people have a right to believe whatever they want to believe as long as they're not hurting another person because of it. You know, so if people want to believe in Bigfoot, and, you know, and advanced, intelligent man, and they, 
prehistoric days, you don't let them, you know? Mm-hmm. As long as, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I never could understand that, you know, why it's so <clears throat> difficult to just leave a person alone in their own beliefs. Why do people always think that the thing that you have to do is make everybody believe the same way as you do? Or you'll troll them. Or, mm-hmm. or, or cancel out their culture. You know, ruin them in the business, you know, field. It, it's crazy, you know. But uh, I, I say just let everybody just enjoy life. If they want to go out Bigfoot hunting or if they want to go out in the woods, you know, to experience uh, shifting into other dimensions or time travel or something like that, let them go, you know. They're not hurting anybody, right? Besides that, we're getting evidence. I mean, you know, 20 years ago, I used to show these pictures to people, you know, about a person stepping outside their body, you know. And, you know, it was just like, oh, that can't be. You're doing something with your camera or something. But, um, you know, so, I mean, they get all upset because, you know, maybe I'm a witch, you know. How did I do that? Ah, you know, she's a witch. Or she's a crazy lady, right? <laughs> but now, 20 years later, the same the same stuff that I was showing them before, now you hear reports, science once again has proven <laughs> that uh, multi-dimensions exist. Mm-hmm. And then you'll hear, you know, you'll hear some of the scientists right now um, even claiming that uh, Bigfoot uh, exists. But, of course, they're blaming or saying it's that, um, you know, a giant monkey, but, you know, a giant ape, but still. I mean, they're, they're starting to come around to what we I'm here. Yep. You you keep cutting in and out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you guys were thinking or you yep. have a question or if I lost you guys. So. Ma, do you have any questions? Um, not right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of missed that last comment. I don't know if she's yeah. cutting out on you. She's, she's cut out on me a couple times, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's why we were quiet because all of a sudden you just went away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, if I'm walking around with my cell phone, oh. there's this one area that if I walk into, I lose people. That's the other and dimension. you got to stay out of there for us. That area. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the conclusion as to what I'm saying is if people out there want to believe in Bigfoot or they want whatever they want to believe in, it's your life. Enjoy it. You know, enjoy the mysteries. The mysteries are fun. You know, I mean, people say, well, don't you get afraid going out in the woods? Or don't you get afraid, you know, you're going to run into a Bigfoot? No, I'm excited. <laughs> it's fun. To me, it's fun. You know, mm-hmm. even when that I got that, uh, you know, that one book charged me, I wasn't afraid. You know, I thought it was exciting. But then you'll hear other people cry and say, well, you know, I was so afraid I peed my pants. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
You know, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Like in my personal experiences and stuff like that, you know, I I have no problem going out in the woods looking for Bigfoot, you know, pitch black any night of the year, going out looking for Bigfoot because it's, it exists. Like, I believe that. I, I don't know if it's interdimensional or, you know, whatever, but it's at the point where I'm going to see it, it's going to be a physical being that's coming at me and I can physically do something about it. But if you have these, you know, aliens, I, I hate aliens. If aliens come down from the sky at any moment and, you know, appear in your bedroom or, you know, just take you somewhere, you can't do nothing about that. And, um, you know, the paranormal, when, when there's something there throwing things around your house or, you know, making you feel depressed or anxious or just messing with you mentally... There's nothing you can do to physically combat that. And it's it's scary because, you you know, we've gone out to locations where these people are experiencing this and they want help. And, you know, wh what do you do? You can't shoot it. You can't punch it. You can't stab it. You can't physically harm these things that are harming these people, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't know what to do. I mean, people contact me a lot, you know, saying, well, you know, they got a, they got a haunting in their house, you know, wanting me to come over and do something about, it. well, you know, it's like, uh, you know, and then I'll just suggest, you know, a, 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 a group, you know, in their area, you know, to, to contact because there's nothing I can do about it, mm -hmm. you know. I don't have, for one thing, I don't have the equipment, and even if I did have the equipment, you know, I, I just, I, you know, we can all say we understand the phenomena, but I don't think any of us really do. Mm -hmm. We 
do more so than we did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks to, you know, the, the digitalization of our cameras and that. I think a lot of the yeah, stuff... It, it, it's, it's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. You know, one time um, I had... Uh, have you ever... Yeah, this kind of reminds me of a time that um, I went to sleep. I was um, living in Apache Junction, Arizona, at, at the base of the Superstition Mountains, which is a huge vortex. And I went to sleep that night, and and in my sleep, I was taken to the Hall of Wisdom and shown all these books and that. Now, of course, this could have been just a dream, right? Except I woke up to this roaring sound with the wind pushing the um, curtains out. And, I'm, and so I woke up thinking there was a freight train coming through my house. And then I knew, then I knew it wasn't because it was near a freight. <laughs> I was near a railroad track. But I looked out the window thinking maybe there's a tornado coming through. It just, just like that, with just a matter of seconds, everything just ceased. The roar sound, the wind blowing, everything ceased. I'd had this pain in my hand, and because my fingernails were, um, my fingernails were digging into my hand, I opened up my hand, and there was a, a white crystal quartz with gold, silver and gold going through it. And I know that because I took it to a mineralogist, you know, or a geologist um, uh, that bought gold in that area, and they put it under their microscope. You know, lace through it. But but as I looked at it, it said, "So that you do not forget." And then a couple of weeks later, the stone just disappeared on me. It's never did, did find it again. But that's called application. Mm-hmm. You know, things materializing out of nowhere. Or us materializing from here into another dimension. Like I did when I, in my sleep, I heard it to the great hall of wisdom. And then when they took me back, that sound that I heard, that roaring sound was my spirit coming back into, or my spiritual self, whatever you want to call it, coming back into my body. You know, and the rock was uh, uh, was apported from when I was there in that dimension. I had picked it up and brought it with me, so I wouldn't forget. Oh, I mean, what I mean, what. You know, I feel so sorry for those people that don't want to believe in anything except their nine-to-five jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things that, if they'd open up their mind, oh, my God, the things that they could experience, the things they could learn, oh, what a wonderful life they would have. Mm-hmm. You know. Some people are afraid of what they see or feel or whatever they just want to say control of everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't want to peel back the curtain and see the man behind it. Yeah, exactly. Except that there is other things out there, you know? They just want to believe in what they believe and that's it. <laughs> well, here's a good example. It was Chocolate Fest in Burlington. <laughs> and down at the park, they had a whole bunch of concession stands and people walking around, you know, with a with a 
mascot or whatever, you know. But that's what it was supposed to be. So I had an alien head, you know, a mask, but it was a full head mask. You pull it over your head with a black cloak. I walked around Burlington, right past people in Burlington. They never gave me a second look. It was like I was not there. And I walked around a whole block, running into different people. And then I would even turn around to look, thinking, well, you know, they passed me, but then they'll turn around and look. But they wasn't even doing that. And then, so, anyhow, then I went down to, you know, the park where all the activities was going on. And Mm -hmm. there, everybody saw me with this stuff on, dressed as an alien. And everybody was like, oh, look, 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 there's an alien, there's an alien. Then people were running up, wanting to take a picture with me and stuff like that. But you see, it was a controlled area mm-hmm. versus a non-controlled area. So you're right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to do crazy things like that. Be careful, we'll get you a whole day costume, Ma, and make you run around like the other guy. <laughs> I, I get a kick out of doing stuff like that you know I enjoy people <laughs> I enjoy watching them yeah so you used to have a uh, the sci-fi cafe in Burlington right well prior to that I had the Burlington UFO and paranormal center directly oh. across the street from the sci-fi cafe so many people coming and going all the time. I just, I told Brad, I said, we got, we got to get a bigger place, you know. So then we moved across the street. And that was pretty big. And that was pretty haunted, too. You went down into the basement, right? I've never been there, no. Oh, I thought that you'd been down in the basement. No, I, I, I oh. thought it had closed prior to uh, our coming down to visit you guys. Yeah. Because that uh, their their uh, that basement was so haunted, and there was a little girl down there, and and her mother, you could feel the mother, but she could never, you know, she never give herself away. But the little girl, we had a, a friend, you know, that has a beautiful singing voice, and anyhow, she used to go down there and sing, "You are my sunshine." <laughs> and the little girl, every time she Kathy would go down to that basement, you know, with a, a tape recorder. You can hear on the tape recorder, will you sing again? Please sing, sing to me. And then one day, finally, the mother uh, of the little girl, she actually jumped in with Kathy and sung the, the, the remainder of the song right along with Kathy. Hmm. You can hear both voices. Wow. But oh my gosh, too bad you never got down in that basement, that mm-hmm. place. And uh, it had an open, uh, it had a tunnel entrance that went underneath the road on um, North Pine Street, went underneath that road and connected to the building that I had on the other side, the UFO and paranormal side. Hmm. Because I used to hear that little girl, and I couldn't understand how come, you know, I was still hearing her in the sci-fi cafe. And then we found, then we discovered the tunnel 
And so we figured what they were doing is going from using the tunnel to go from one area to another area. But there's underground tunnels all over Burlington, or all under Burlington, I should say. Do you know what they were originally for? Or? Well, I think that they were used for many, many reasons. I know that uh, um, the Underground Railroad used them, but uh, uh, but I was able to prove that they were much older than that because the tunnel area has got this beautiful masonry work. Huh. And, you know, and they were using them at that time where the sidewalks on the, on the surface were planks, you know, wood, wooden planks, and the roads were just dirt roads. You know, when it rained, you know, you'd have mud. Mm-hmm. But underneath, all this beautiful masonry, which was like, why would they have built beautiful masonry underground where nobody would use it but then have to deal with mud and dirt and everything you know on the surface which shows that it was made prior to Burlington being a town the tunnels oh but I mean how far they go back don't know you know uh, I have a book on it you know that suggests that they go back thousands of years, 10,000 years or more. But, you know, it's proving it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I used to be involved in uh, now, well, I still have a website, uh, burlingtonnews.net forward slash tunnels. And what I wanted to do at that point in time is expose all the tunnel entrances around the world so, like, in case because they were all so secretive. And in case there was a time that we all needed to get underground, I wanted to have a map set up with all these different entrances and the stories to go with them. So on that website, I put together all the tunnel, well, not all of them, but as many as I could find of tunnel entrances to the different states of North America, and then I continued it into all the other countries. And it took me trust me years to compile and get put together you know but there's underground tunnels all over interesting hello i'm here i'm looking at your tunnels website (laughs) i'm looking at your tunnels page (laughs) oh my tunnel page yeah a lot of times what you have to do is go tunnels.html oh i'm on it Burlingtonnews.net or forward slash tunnels. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I spent years trying to that one. And then another one I did that took me years to do was compiling all these uh, UFO crashes. So I think that UFO crashes, that only happened in, uh, in Roswell. You know, maybe a couple other places, <coughs> but there's been UFO crashes all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so for years, I put together again uh, a website compiling all the information I found of all these UFO crashes in the United States. And, um, and that's net forward slash UFO crashes. And so... 
you'd be surprised how many UFOs have actually crashed that nobody is even aware of. There's a lot of information on your website here. Like there, there really is a lot. You could spend days on here looking at everything. Um, I've kind of been scrolling through it as we were talking. <laughs> I mean, there's. We got, we got red-haired mummy, red-haired mummies, giants, mummies of Mexico, uh, Egypt, Canary Islands, uh, Ramses. That's just on this one page right here. <laughs> yeah, and then they got, and then I have links on that page where yep. they can go to get even more information on each one. So but, you, you uh, also have. We'll, we'll throw up a link to uh, some of these pages on the show notes for this episode for everybody that's listening. Uh, you also have a Facebook group here. Yeah. And uh, do you still do the uh, tours of the Burlington Woods? Yeah, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash haunted tours. Well, just go Wisconsin haunted tours. But I think it's haunted tours. Okay. Yeah, we'll try and find a link for that too for you. And then, of course, you know, to to find the the, the nexus of my websites is BurlingtonNews.net. There you can go, and there's links to my stores, there's links to my books, there's links to everything you can possibly think of. You got a YouTube channel too here? Oh yeah, I got a YouTube channel, <laughs> and I have a and I have a, a TikTok. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, a friend got me going with TikTok because I thought it was kind of like for kids, you know, young teenage girls stuff like that. But she said, no, 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 you'll like it. And uh, I went over there and thought, well, I'll give it a try. I love it. You know, and I noticed that a lot of the other researchers, you know, paranormal researchers and psychics and that are also using uh, TikTok. Mm -hmm. So, Caps has nice. a TikTok as well. 
<laughs> we have a TikTok as well. Oh, you do? We do. All right. What's it, it under? Wisconsin caps. Oh, okay. That's easy enough to know. <laughs> yep. That's All the links are on our website as well. Go ahead. And I think mine's just under Mary Sutherland. Yep. I think uh, I think I follow you on TikTok. Oh, you do. I think I do. Yep. <laughs> okay. You you appear on there well, once I in a while. Do live shows. I want to do live shows there, but you have to have a thousand followers and a thousand likes or something like that. Mm, yeah. So, so anyhow, that's fine. You know. Well, there you go. We need to get you a thousand likes and a thousand followers. Yeah, be nice. That way I can do the live. As soon as we but, get that, um, we'll send them your way. <laughs> and then I have a membership site mm-hmm. that you can find on BurlingtonNews.net. You just click on, and that takes you into websites that. They're a little bit, um, well, I kind of leave them for my members and to go in and it just gives a lot more information on certain things, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like MJ-12, you know, conspiracy things, MJ-12 projects and things, how to make, um, how to make, uh, your own ghost, um, you know, well, what am I thinking of? Ghost, you know, those little brings box. I like a brings box, yeah. But anyhow, there's a whole bunch. But the, the nice thing about it is I had BUFO Radio. And I started BUFO Radio about the same time as, uh, you know, um, uh, Coast to Coast went on, um, you know, online. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Rents. And I think there was... Uh, I don't know. I think, and anyhow, there was only like three or four of us that were actually doing online radio shows at that time through the internet. And Coast to Coast had it where they were number one, you know, physically, but virtually, you know, online. My my uh, mine were rated higher than Coast to Coast, which they never ever forgave me. <laughs> they won't have me on their show, <laughs> but that's okay. But, um, but anyhow, uh, from there, I put him on my membership site. I took all my old archived radio shows from the very first all the way. I think I did them for like five years, six years. And they're all on my membership site. You, know? mm-hmm. so, you have a, a magazine as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, Urban Legends. That's fun because I get to, that's a, a virtual uh, okay. magazine and I put up legends you know um, superstition lore you know and uh, that's just that, you know because every town has a story you know so mm-hmm. it gave Brad me a way to get out there and see things and write stories and share them with people you know and uh, we took uh, the magazine all the way down to New Orleans and back you know to all the old battle civil war battlefields and that and shared, you know, the stories with everybody as we uh, did our road trip. Then we went to uh, Arizona. Oh, God, we've been all over, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but life's fun, right? Mm-hmm. You got to get out there and experience it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all the time that we got today. Um, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and, um 
everything that you've done for the Caps team with starting out, with being our first episode and everything. And um, that was really nice of you, and I, I really appreciate it. Well, have uh, people uh, check out that uh, film that you did of the Haunted Woods, too. Ah, yep, our very first episode, season one, with uh, you, Mary Sutherland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and I'll share your uh, show with everyone I know. <laughs> so, and I'll see you in June. June? Conference. Oh, yeah, where else are you going to be? You said that you had some other conferences coming up. Should, um, we got these metaphysical conferences coming up in Eau Claire and Janesville. Um, the Janesville one is in April. That's what I want to do this year is get on the lecture circuit as mm-hmm. well as, you know, get my books out there. You know, get a table and get my books out there. Yeah, definitely. Because two more bald eagles. Huh. <laughs> well, they're really talking to me today, aren't they? <laughs> Definitely will do. And uh, if I don't see you, yeah, definitely, you too. If I don't see you before then, I will see you uh, in June. Okay. (laughs) Both of you take care now. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, well, we got time for one last thing here. We got uh, Ma's Book Corner. You read uh, Mary Sutherland's book on portals, did you not? You've also read uh, the Mary Sutherland book on the red-haired giants. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And I Burlington Woods, or, or Burlington haunted, haunted Burlington. Haunted yep, that we have all those in our collection. Yep. Yeah. There's, so there's a lot of information in those books, and I mean, her last one I've read three times now <laughs> um, about the portals and let's see if I can find what it's actually called here. Um. Yeah, we're very lucky to uh, we're very lucky to get her on the show. We've uh, been trying to get her on uh, to record this 50th episode for quite a while, 
And uh, finally, uh, she had relatives in town, and, and then there was a big snowstorm and all kinds of stuff. So um, I apologize for the uh, gappy audio and some of the interference and stuff, but I mean, we're, we tried to do this through Zoom, and that didn't work. And so we ended up just recording it over the phone. So um, I, I hope that it was worthwhile and uh, that everyone got a lot of good information out of it because we, we tried to make it as best we could with the unfortunate audio problems that we had. But. Yeah. yeah, if you got any questions on any of the things that she's researched, I mean, she does her research, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's UFOs or the red-haired giants or... Atlantis, Bigfoot, you know. Crystal Pyramids... There's so much we could talk to Mary about, but I, I just didn't want, you know, it's it's so hard to get a hold of, you know, scheduling time and everything to, to speak with people and that, that, I mean, the list goes on. So if you guys can come out to uh, June 4th in Upper Michigan at the, the Bigfoot Paranormal Conference, it sounds like she's going to be there. Uh, she is definitely worth uh, sitting down and talking with because, you know, like I said, she's, she's her website just goes on and on. And uh, I just uh, got the show notes uh, working on that, and um, we got links to all of her stuff in there, so go check that out as well. Any final thoughts? No, I'm, I'm just spinning from, you know. <laughs> That's a lot of information. It is, yeah. <laughs> and, and she's got it all right there, you know, I mean. Yep. It takes her a little while to buffer when you ask her a question, but then she can really go. So <laughs> she's gotta she's gotta pull up the information you want, and then then yeah, we're off to the races here. So awesome, but yeah, definitely. I, I look forward to seeing her again. She was super nice, very accommodating to us on her. You know, before we were anything, before we even had a yep. YouTube show, before we had a podcast, before anything, we were a bunch of people out in the woods. Uh, just exploring because we wanted to explore and she took us in and, and kind of, uh, she took us out on the tour and let us film the whole thing and super nice lady, super nice. And, um, uh, her, her husband, Brad actually passed away recently as well. And, um, and that really sucks. So, um, he went through a lot of the same stuff that Craig went through, uh, with the Hayden adventure. So. Um, and, and I did express my condolences to her off air and stuff about that. And so, but, but yeah, so super nice lady, everything great with her. So check her out, check out all of her work, check out her books. I'll try and link as much as I can on the the show notes and, uh, on our social media and stuff so that you guys can go check her out as well. So, all right, that's our show for this week. Our 50th and or 50th anniversary. Oh my gosh. Our 50th episode anniversary uh kind of a big deal uh we'll have to find somebody really cool to do on our 100th one when we get to that that won't be for a while but um cool so without any further ado until next time i'm barnaby i'm ma thanks for listening guys take care bye Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. To find out more about cryptids, anomalies, and the Paranormal Society, visit us at our website at wisconsincaps.com. That's wisconsincaps.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and our Patreon. 
you will see links to our online store as well, where you can get t-shirts, DVDs, and more. If you click on the Public Events page, you can find out where you can meet us in person and all the public events we have coming up. If you enjoy our podcasts or our YouTube shows, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Wisconsin Caps. There you can find behind-the-scenes pictures and videos from all of our media, as well as bonus footage and evidence that we have collected. If you have encountered something you can't explain, we want to hear from you. Visit our website and click on Submit a Report on our main screen. You can choose to leave your contact information or simply remain anonymous. You can also reach us via email at wisconsincaps at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please contact us on our Whispers from the Dark podcast page on Facebook, or send us an email at wisconsincaps.com. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen or watch or find us.